0: small, and he has uh, midi-chlorians,
1: so would they be called mini-chlorians? Mm-hmm. I only (laughs) recently found out they're called midi-chlorians. I thought mini-chlorians for 20 years.
2: I knew this was going to lead to some stupid
0: thing. Welcome, everybody. This is what we think about here, Oh, I think about here, on the Resistance (laughs) broadcast. Uh, It is... Monday morning, just something to jog the memory as you're as you're eating your cereal or whatever you're, you're, you're having for breakfast this morning. We want to thank People you for joining gonna us. People
2: are going to turn that on and hear you say so, blah, 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 and they're going to be like, did I start in the middle of the episode?
0: It, 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 you <laughs> you got to check sometimes. You have to check, but you, you are at the beginning, and here we are. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm John, James, and Lacey with me as always. We have a lot of uh, news stories to talk about. Across the whole spectrum of Star Wars, really. Uh real life stuff, speculation stuff, uh actual updates on some projects, so a lot of cool stuff we're gonna get into. Um just uh uh well I'll get into the reminders in just a bit, but uh how you guys doing? What's going on with you guys? How was your how's your weekends?
1: I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm still in the process of absolutely making sure that I have all the Christmas presents that we need. <laughs> and by that I mean did i buy christmas presents for my wife because my wife buys christmas presents for everybody else that oh we, good for you we, we need have something in common for- no. then
2: because i do all that too
1: do you yes
2: mm. yes i'm already done with my shopping
0: i am not even close <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm super lucky in this regard that my wife kind of handles. She's like, we need to get something for your sister. We need to get something for right. you know, and she goes through. Yep. And she figures out all this Makes stuff. She's like, I was thinking, I was thinking this and this and this, and I'm like, yeah, that stuff sounds great. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And then like, there's only certain people that kind of fall into the thing that I have to cover myself. Uh, so yeah. Me, as as I know, I James. Get, you can like, just
2: ship it to me. It's fine
1: interesting like two people yeah no actually john uh, straight up i found something i was like oh i want to get this for john and then it was like (laughs) a hundred and seventy five dollars it was a candle and i was like nope (laughs) it
0: was a candle
1: sorry it was a candle for 175 dollars. why are you buying me a candle i here's the thing that was my
2: gift a candle does does it play
1: like
0: (laughs) wicked game by chris isaac too like what's going on here here here
1: here's here's what it was If you want to know because you're not getting it it was the guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and when you the light think, his face <gasps> melts. Oh, that is and really I cool. It, and I thought that just screams John. It's a candle. What's the big deal? And I looked it it's up. It's a and homemade it like 100... candle.
2: They have to do different I, I... layers, and it's a well, lot of.
1: It was officially licensed, so I don't I don't know, but anyway, it might have been one of those things like it was originally something that was officially licensed and now people are like remaking it or selling it yeah that's funny you say that james
0: i um i saw something i was like that that's james baney i gotta get this (laughs) from it was a a maserati and i was like oh that's a hundred thousand dollars i can't get that for james so i'm sorry (laughs) the but the thought is there The only car to me me is tesla you were gonna get me a candle i was gonna get you a car so who likes who better yeah yeah yeah. Well, for he the people at that.
2: home, the only person that's ever bought gifts for anybody here is me.
0: Is that? No, I've bought you. No, I gave you the greatest gift of all time.
2: If you say it's like your presence or something, I'm. <laughs> what?
0: What did you give me? An invitation to join TRB. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I... This is the longest intro <laughs> no. for the, the day that we have at. so many we scores. scores. <laughs> right, so yeah.
0: we, we do have a lot to get to, but we like to rip sometimes. <laughs> um. So yeah, reminder, the Mando Fan Show, we hope you check this out this past Friday. Jeff Lowe joined us to to talk about Chapter 14. We had a really great time talking about that and speculating on what's coming up this coming Friday. Uh, It is on the podcast apps, wherever you like your podcast, uh, wherever you're listening to this now, probably, uh, or watching, of course, on the YouTube channel. Uh, And uh, this Friday, 8.30 East live on our YouTube channel, we'll be joined by uh, Ashi Bashar from the band Beartooth. He's going to join us to talk about Chapter 15 as we're getting down to the home stretch. Uh, he's a big Star Wars fan, uh, and his band is actually a, a gold-selling uh, band, metal band, right up James alley and mine, actually, big metal fan myself, so I'm excited to talk about Star Wars with him and maybe sprinkle a little bit of heavy heavy music in there. Um, and the last thing, uh, weirdbrothers.com, we have uh, a coffee blend there. It's called The Resistance Brew. Lacey's holding it up if you're watching on YouTube. Woo. Just go to their site. Weirdbrothers.com. Look up the Resistance Brew, and it's right there for you to buy. It, ship it ships it to you real quick. It can be a stocking stuffer or for yourself. Frankly, I think it's delicious. So I, I drink it quite often. Um, so that's that. But now we are going to get into the show, get into the news. And James, uh, yeah, you got a you big task ahead of you here, pal. So let's fire up the Resistance Report.
1: It's the Resistance. Well, it's never fun to start the resistance report with something so heavy, but it is uh, very important that we talk about one particular piece of news that happened um, last week, and that was the unfortunate passing of David Prowse. Um, He passed away at age 85, and uh, I saw a huge outpouring of of people uh talking about how important he was and uh, interestingly enough that included uh star wars and disney film as you know people have said for many years that he's kind of been hidden uh, a little bit in a way um but it was very evident when he passed that everybody was um on the same page with how much he brought to the role and and everything like that so um just we wanted to mention it on the show um john if you had any you have any thoughts here
0: it's just you know again what yeah, a staple in star wars uh one of the first th- the first images you see in star wars after the droids is uh the stormtroopers and darth vader walking in putting his hands on his hips and everyone kind of saying who the hell is that and it's uh six foot six bodybuilder from england who um you know, was a gamer. And even when he found out he wasn't the voice and and stuff, he still played ball and did such a great job throughout that whole trilogy. And he was the physical essence of Darth Vader. And uh, even some parts in Rogue One, you're kind of like, that doesn't really move like I remember Vader moving. And it's because he really brought that aspect of Vader. Everyone talks about James Earl Jones, but David Pross was the guy in the suit, uh, really bringing him to life uh, in those scenes. So rest in peace, 85, great life, great run. Uh, and uh, he, he, legacy he'll live on forever because of that so rest in peace David Prowse
1: yeah Lacey thoughts
2: Um, it's very sad and it's I think for me um, it's wonderful to see all the kind sentiments and everyone saying all these wonderful things um, which you wish the person could see because uh, oftentimes people don't say things until it's too late so just a reminder of that telling people you appreciate them but also just kind of a reminder that time doesn't stop. And I think it's just one of those things as Star Wars fans in particular, we've learned over the past probably decade is like time doesn't stop and our heroes aren't always here. So it's a little sad, but we appreciate him and we're glad he was a part of the saga.
1: Yeah. And I'm also, I'm really excited. Uh, Like something like this happening also reminds me how, kind of well they've treated a lot of the, the newer characters that are behind the masks, you know what I mean? Like, um, like Gwendolyn Christie and obviously Jonas Soutamo as well. Like these people feel a lot more part of the cast, um, than, than, you know, the previous star Wars movies did, did in the past. You right. know? So it, it's, it's really cool. Um, cause I saw a lot of montage videos, you know, of him just moving around and it, it just, you honestly think of Darth Vader, but then when you put it put in this context, you watch those scenes again, you're like, there's someone walking, you know, bringing that character to life and they're doing it in such a way that is forever uh, locked into um, film, you know, and uh, it's just super important and very cool. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, David Prowse. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk a little bit about George Lucas. Um, George uh, recently uh has been interviewed for a book that is upcoming by paul duncan and it's called the star wars archives and they're categor uh uh i can't think of the word but cataloging uh episodes one through three like this particular time era of star wars and uh he did this interview and uh the biggest thing in kind of our opinion to come out of this interview was specifically that he kind of gave Star Wars up. Like he said, I retired from Star Wars specifically to spend time with my family. Um, there was, uh, there was some more details here as to, to how he came to that decision. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to let John talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So this is, you know, it's not going to be easy for, you know, fans of George Lucas um, to like swallow these quotes. And, you know, for me, who's someone who has really been enjoying the product since the sale um, uh, AGL uh, I think um, it's still tough because you see a guy who's here, sitting here saying uh, I was almost 70 at the time um, was about to get married and had uh, the daughter and do I want the rest of my life to be spent making a Star Wars movie and he, he figured oh maybe I'll live till 80 uh, and he figured his trilogy just like the prequels would take 10 years which would put him at 2022 to finish his episode nine, but he said he was gearing up to start it. And he was talking to Harrison, Carrie and Mark, and he was going to get his trilogy going. And then he made a really, a life-changing decision where he said, I'm choosing family over, um, my other love, which is star Wars. And the thing that really caught me is he knew he couldn't do it the way he would want to, which was still be involved and still be the head of Lucasfilm, but be back here because he said he's so uh, a micromanager and he's so controlling about his baby. Uh, And he tried to do, he said he tried to do that with empire and Jedi, but he was was right there, right in the grill, right, right up. He pretty much almost, some say he directed return of the Jedi, like with Richard Marquand, like he was so no, not that he had these markers on the boards and stuff. Like he, he said he couldn't be partially vested. It's all or nothing. So he made the tough choice to be nothing. And the, the the one quote that really hurt me uh, was when he said, to, and he this is you know I guess a relatively recent interview he said it was really really painful to let Star Wars go, which means I think he's still re- it really hurts him to this day that he I think he may re- regret the decision uh, if I if I was a guessing man, um, and you could there's still seeds of bitterness in there in terms of them not using his stories too I feel like he thought well at least. Part of what I wanted to do would go on, and they didn't really use that. Although the setup for episode seven, they used. So, I mean, it, it's you try to paint a light picture and stuff like that. I'm of the, like I said, of the ilk that I love what's going on right now in Star Wars, but at the same time, also sad that George uh, let it go and that he's still upset about it. And I think you can live in both worlds. Uh, like, like they say, only Sith deal in absolutes, and I think it's oh, it's perfectly okay to feel this way and love what's going on, and also feel this way and say, man, that's kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, John, that that's great. But Lacey, what what where do you stand on this George Lucas and and his decision to spend more time with his family?
2: Um, I think ultimately he made the decision that he thought was right at the time. Um, I think this is another instance in life where, uh, sometimes the right decision and the hard decision or difficult decision are the same thing. Like you can't make the easy choice because you think that's what's best. Like sometimes the best thing that you can do is the hardest thing that you have to do. Um, It is, like he said, painful and heartbreaking to hear that he feels this way, Um, especially because he's I I would easily say that he's responsible for like my now adult imagination. Like he's the person that Mm. kind of created The worlds that I grew up in that then determined my creativity and passions and stuff like that. So it's difficult to hear that person that's responsible for so many people's uh, probably personalities, lives, experiences to say, yeah, this was really painful because it makes you feel like there's regret there. And, And it's never easy to deal with regret or guilt or any type of feeling where you don't think you did what you should have done. Um, and I think it's very similar, and I've said this before, to kind of, like, the J.K. Rowling thing, where you create these characters, and they're always in your head. So, they're always kind of talking to you, and they're in your head, and all the scenarios play out, and we heard from J.W. Rensler that he was making changes to movies, like, when they're in the theater. So, someone like that, like, you don't turn that off. Even if you decide to sell your company, and you decide to leave what you created... It doesn't leave you. You're just leaving right. the process of making that. So I'm sure it wasn't easy to see characters that are basically part of him and part of who he is uh, be taken in a direction that he didn't want or did maybe they did, but not the exact way. Um, so it's tough, but again, you have to say it is what it is. You know, you can't get in the DeLorean and go back and say, George Lucas don't sell. Like, that's not a thing. So... Um, I hope he gets to work on some creative projects on his own. I hope he gets to create something new. Maybe even get involved with Jon Favreau or something like that. So maybe he has a say in things and he feels like he's a part of it as like a consultant. I think it would be good for the fandom. It would be good for him um, if he did have a say. And I think it would provide some kind of weight to decisions that are being made at Lucasfilm that I feel like pe- you know, fans can't argue as much.
1: Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I you definitely sold me there on the end too. Cause, um, I, I think there's a lot of, of honor that comes with this type of thing. Cause I know, and we all are this way, but like when you're a creative person, you have this idea of the direction it's, it's going to go. And, ultimately the only way that you're going to be able to get that done is by bringing in other people. And when you bring in other people, things change and it gets really hard to let go of, you know, your original vision. Uh, but you know that ultimately when it comes out, it won't be that, but it will be, um, still good, you know, or great, or it will even exist in the first place. Whereas like if I said before, you're not going to get those people involved. It's not going to happen. Um, But George Lucas was so good at making sure that that original vision was always true. um, And doing that accomplished something that's bigger than, you know, just about anything. I mean, like Star Wars in the movie world is like Beatles in the music world or something. I mean, it's it's so, so crazy um, that it it was all from this one person. But when given the decision of, um, you know, him, him leaving for his family and stuff, it just, it reaffirms that I think there's a really good um, moral head on George Lucas um, still to this day. Um, and uh, I say that, and then I turn around and say, and he's crazy if he thinks he's, he can't still just come in and, 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 give his opinion on things and people will listen you know i i really think that it doesn't belong to him anymore but there's i I would find it very hard to believe that if he said i I would i would like to dip my toe a little bit please can i can i get back in like he's gonna be allowed, or he's gonna be uh heard you know so um i ultimately think uh that it that it's fine. I I miss a little bit of the idea of what his trilogy could have been, but um I'm still fine with, you know, the way that everything has panned out and at the end of the day I think he's you, you said it John, like he he's a little regretful of this, but I still think he's a happy person. I think he, he regrets, you know, not being able to do both, but he knows that he wasn't going to be able to do both. So
0: If if anyone could ever like you know that the sinatra song you know my way like george lucas could say he did it his way without a doubt like he he never bent to studios he always financed his own he like the empire strikes back financed himself the biggest independent venture of all time uh the prequels he's like nope this is what's going like he told his stories how he wanted to tell it he sold it when he wanted to sell it he i don't think he'll have regrets in in terms of like how he made his stuff you know yeah
1: yeah yeah absolutely um all right, well, well. Moving on. Um, this is this might actually be. This is my personal favorite story that we're going to be talking about this week <laughs> now, <as is> because <laughs> Diego Luna went on Jimmy Kimmel to to have a little bit of chat about uh, you know some stuff that he he says he's in London. What are you in London for? And he did the joke that I don't like, which is I'm working on a little project. You hate that.
2: <laughs> you hate that. Uh, yeah,
1: it really, yeah, it it bothers me. But but anyway, um, I I absolutely stand Diego Luga. I I love this dude. I was, in, I I almost feel like I enjoyed watching this interview more than the episode of The Mandalorian. I was just like glued, like watching every. Everything that comes out, I'm a huge fan of him, and uh, yeah, he's he he goes through the whole deal, explaining you know um, that he's currently shooting this series and where it kind of fits in the timeline, and um, he's just he's just an awesome guy. And uh, I wanted to to ask you guys what you thought about this interview, John. What did you think?
0: Um, fun without a doubt. Uh, the the whole bit about um Jimmy Kimmel um saying so let me. Let me just get this straight. You're filming a prequel series to a prequel to A New Hope, <laughs> which takes place after the prequels. And he starts laughing. He's like, "Yep, I think that's about right." But when when you say it that way, it's pretty funny. But no, it's it's really you know interview aside because there, there really wasn't a lot. Um, and he's not going to give away a lot of information. But this project yeah. has been uh, so rocky. And, you know, they were supposed to start production on, thing, on last year on this thing, I believe. And they, they were constant writer shakeups, director changes, delays. Um, I know COVID's a part of that, of course, uh, but maybe by convenience for, from a PR standpoint. To, to hear that they're filming this right now is a huge uh, weight off of fan shoulders, I think. Because until you hit go on the camera... We've seen like the Boba Fett movie project, a lot of star Wars things that people thought were going to get made and they just didn't happen. Uh, And Mm -hmm. even officially announced things that have still not happened yet. We don't need to keep going into that. They're rolling cameras. So we're getting the Cassian series, whatever it's going to be called. uh, The, I call it the, the rogue one prequel series. That's probably the easiest way to put it is a a Mm -hmm. good thing. And as we're reaching the end of the road of Mandalorian season two, Fans, eyes, including myself, we we are very spoiled in this day and age with content. We're hungry for more info on what's next. We know Mando Season 3 is coming. They're filming that now. But what's the next thing? And it looks like, you know, if they film this thing now, um, you're looking at a 2022 release. The only thing that I heard that will put a little damper on it is... Post-production stuff is delayed on this uh, project uh, in terms of how they mapped out the scheduling from what I've talked to people on. So they're going to get the filming done, but what they initially wanted started on post-production is being delayed a bit. So I don't think it's that bad. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with visas and you know people have to travel to international locations to, to do this stuff and, and go inside the bubbles and you know uh, the NDAs and the skeleton crews, all that stuff. Um, it's definitely going to be a 2022 show. Uh, so people d- shouldn't expect it uh, 2021. But you're going to have that and you're going to have Kenobi, Celebration. 2022 is going to be a monster year for Star Wars. You're going to get a trailer for that 2023 film probably. So 2021 um, going to We be... just skip ahead. 2021 is going to be good because we're going to get back to a normal life and we're going to get Mando again and, and we're all going to be feeling good there. It's but the that... reset
1: year. 2022, just... 2022
0: is going to be like the next 2015 for Star Wars, I think. And that's going to be the vibe. So... I'm channeling those good vibes. And again, to put a bookend on my thing here, the fact that they're rolling on this show is all that matters. And uh, I couldn't be happy for for Diego Luna. He's another one of those guys that you want to root for because he seems vested. He doesn't feel like he's better than it. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about it. And I'm not the biggest, you know, support. I was like, oh, do we need this series? I don't know. Uh, give it to me. I'm really excited for it.
1: Lacey, um, how awesome is Diego Luna?
2: Uh, he's so awesome and he's so hot. I had so to say awesome. it he's so attractive i to say so hot <laughs> havana nights dirty dancing so good go see it um also obviously rogue one he's very attractive in that movie too um anyway i really liked what john said where he's saying we better uh yub nub in 2022 like it's 2015 <laughs> yeah because if i'm thinking like oftentimes you know people look back you see on Twitter, people look back to like, oh, what year were you hyped about Star Wars? And I got to say, 2020, 2015 was like my favorite year of Star Wars, I think. With celebration, I think Anaheim was like my favorite celebration uh, for content because it was that Star Wars is back. Personal experiences, obviously 2019 is my favorite, but it was just the excitement of Star Wars is just the best john's giving me like a you better say 2019 um come on yeah no i i'm excited again every time we get a little update about this and kenobi i'm like yes let this happen (laughs) like please just let's go let's do this um and i am i think the thing i'm most excited about with this show Mm -hmm. is to see k2so again so the fact that i get to see him again and like I can't wait for the gifts and stuff that are going to come from him. I just know it's going to happen. Um, oh, that's a great I point. Wait. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alan Tudyk. Uh, guys, James I, I, is I, so I don't, excited. He's
2: speechless.
1: He's I'm so excited about this. Every <laughs> time I thing. think about this series, <laughs> I feel like it's it's that it's that trailer with the with the Death Star siren that.
2: Eh. Rain, I went rain. to that train That's station. It. Can I tell you? That is one of the coolest things I've ever done. I went to that train station and just was there at night. And I was like, this is the Death Star. And then they didn't use that what? scene anyway. But what the fact station? that I went. It, so that scene, uh, they shot in the middle of the night in Canary Wharf in oh. outside of London. Oh, okay. And they shot it in the middle of the night. That whole scene, the stormtroopers, everything. And then they had to basically clean up before the morning commute. So, uh Gareth Edwards says he was there when the morning commute people came in and he's like these people have no idea we just shot a Star Wars film oh, here. Yeah. And they were just like going on to their daily business. Like that's so fun.
1: Yeah. The um yeah, I I I just I picture them like filming this and getting stuff, you know, um cataloged and then like we're going to get that trailer and I just cannot wait for that trailer. I just I I mean, I hope I'm not hyping it up for myself, but I just I Anytime you ever say like, hey, here's a movie that you really loved and they're bringing it to a series and you're going to get, you know, Ada episodes and and we have the Mandalorian to go off of. I, I'm just like, oh, man, just yeah, if if you please just do what you're doing with the Mandalorian. But it's Rogue One. Yes. That like, reaction video get... is just
2: James going, ah, for a minute <laughs> yeah. and a half.
1: So, so th- this, this John, like you said before, they're, they're, they're putting it to film. They're actually there. They're getting it on camera. And I'm, I'm looking at Diogo Luna, just him saying, yeah, we're here. We're doing it. We're doing the Star Wars thing. And I'm like, it's real. It's really happening. <laughs> yes. Right. I want it. Um, there's stop saying it's not going to happen. You know, it's happening. Like, yeah, I love it. So fetch. Anyway. Um, all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, well, stop saying it's. Not you're saying it's Stan.
2: Happening. You're saying so fetch. Who is this baney? What's,
0: what's that quote from well, uh, uh, Danik Farrick or whatever they're saying in uh, Mandalorian? Dang Farrick. Dang Farrick. I feel like that's it, yeah. That's the fetch of Mandalorian. He,
1: yeah, he's stop like, make stop trying so to so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so excited about Grogu. He's like, Dang Ferric that was awesome. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and Grogu's right. like, ha ah. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, another story here. Rosaria Dawson is, uh, is actually getting to speak out a little bit about playing the character of Ahsoka Tano. Um, this, um, she, she says she still wants to continue to play the character. Um, but this, this interview was specifically with, uh, Star Wars.com. Uh, she did do something with Vanity Fair that was kind of a bigger thing that also included Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni also had, uh, things to say about bringing uh this particular character into the mandalorian why and for what reasons and how they handled it and um uh the the fallout of you know now that it's happened uh what more does that mean there, there was a lot that went into all this um john what did you think of uh any statements from either rosario dawson or dave filoni what was your takeaway from from these uh articles And Lacey, any what news? would you
0: rather talk about rosario or filoni
2: I think my big takeaway of this was uh, her talking about Ashley. I mean, that's kind of like the big thing that stood out to me was, I think, and this is something that kind of frustrated me, I'm not going to lie, online is after the episode came out, there seemed to be this conversation of who's the better Ahsoka and kind of pitting them against each other as, hey, Mm. Ashley's better. Hey, Rosario's better. Better. You know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you do that? Like, nobody wants to be pitted against someone else. And I'm sure it's not, you know, a great situation for both of them either. So that kind of made me annoyed. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was like, can you just not do that? Um, I was really happy to see uh, Rosario Dawson um, comment on Ashley's post on Instagram about how she was so excited to play Ahsoka and she really appreciated her. And then this interview kind of backed that up in the sense of her admitting that she watched all of Ashley's stuff and she finds a lot of inspiration from Ashley and she looks up to Ashley and what Ashley did with the character and how people grew up with that character and how much it means to people and what that means to her to play that type of character. Um, And I think that that's something that people should make sure that they listen to. I think that people oftentimes don't give actors the credit of doing the background work and or caring as much as they think like Mm -hmm. some people might say oh they're just doing it for a paycheck it's clear that rosario dawson is taking this very seriously from a character perspective from an actor perspective and then also just from the idea that she knows this character comes with a lot of expectation and a lot of importance in a lot of fans lives um so i really liked that and then i liked um we talking about Grogu was fun, too. Like, how she just, like, was excited to work with Grogu and yeah. do the fight scenes and stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was a great interview. But, of course, you're going to get into Dave, I'm sure, John. But well, he yeah. was a little sneaky.
0: Yeah, I mean, I so I like interviews with Dave Filoni. Um, and uh, I know, you know, people are at this point... I, I guess, no, we'll wait till the end of the episode to reveal this. But um <laughs> Filoni, I was,
2: that's what i was trying to talk around by yeah. the way but we'll get Filoni to
0: it. is. uh I, I like how he thinks of his characters as a real people in terms of a lifetime or a lifespan and he you know a lot of people see ahsoka and they're like well ashley's got to be ahsoka she's ahsoka and it's like well you know look at you know someone when they were 25 and then look at them when they're 45 and it's like who they are as a person might be different how they speak uh how they look all sorts of things can be different the way i looked at
2: 23 Mm
0: -mm. (laughs) (laughs) um uh so he's he's approaching ahsoka now and he likes obviously borrowing from previous mythologies as george lucas did and he's kind of bringing up how ahsoka now is more of like the the gandalf Or more of the Obi Wan and how she's telling the story about Anakin Skywalker and how, what, you know, this Yoda guy. And it is very Obi Wan, A New Hope, talking to Luke about stuff that happened in the prequels. So now we're seeing her have that sit down with Mando uh, about you know what happened in her time uh so i i think that parallel is very true and, and exists in a very uh, tangible way um and it's on purpose it's not by accident and people make the whole george lucas joke which is really an insult to his approach which although it's, it's like poetry it rhymes but that's what life is and history repeats itself and you, people learn lessons and they pass them on they carry them on whether it's uh, consciously or subconsciously, and I really do appreciate the fact that he looked at this character today, saying, "Ashley did a wonderful job being Ahsoka, where we needed her to be Ahsoka, but we need uh, someone else needs to take this uh, this part of Ahsoka's yeah. life and um, and and play the role here, and him talking about." um you know how we heard about the fan casting and stuff like that and he was intrigued by it but then he brought it to Favreau and Favreau said I know her so well you know we can make that happen yeah,
2: yeah. Favreau knows everybody yeah Favreau's
0: like oh yeah I you know
1: I, I, I imagine I co- his I phone book yeah, yeah imagine
2: his cell phone phone book like with the names that if he scrolled through oh
1: man yeah <laughs> I want to know who has like the the coolest phone book ever you know like what celebrity has the coolest
2: probably Robert Downey jr.
1: Wouldn't
0: it have to be Kevin Bacon? Because he's a connected... Oh, football. yeah. Sixth degree. <laughs> <laughs> There's a game based on his life.
2: Oh, Although man. Robert Downey
0: Jr. probably has a good one. Yeah, I'm
2: sure I that. feel like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is like the guy. Bet, especially because... I bet Prince he's had a really player.
0: good one. Like Ooh, Prince yeah. seems like he would have like a really good
2: uh, phone book. Yeah.
1: I feel like he would have a lot of people who are legitimately good, but like people don't know who they are. Like his friends would be like people you never heard of yeah
0: but uh, probably
2: I, taylor swift too yeah. i feel like she's someone that has like a lot of contacts
1: yeah. yeah i mean you could Ryan get Reynolds. directors too she has, spielberg and stuff too
0: she yeah. has kanye west blocked in her phone probably she should yeah um no but yeah to, to round it out she doesn't with uh to round it out with filoni um i you know i like that aspect of it and you know when when he says it i hopefully it, it lends credence to um fans appreciating it and maybe you know simmers the flames that uh Lacey's talking about which really don't exist between actors but that's the go-to thing online is you know uh you must compare this to something else you can't just say this is good it has to be this is better than this one of these have to go which i'm one, so sick
2: of that meme which Ooh, one stop doing wh- that <laughs> it's like
0: none of, none of it has to go you have to go how about that? So uh, <laughs> you have to yeah. go.
2: Imagine if you just start replying to those tweets with "You have I, to I go." I did.
0: I did to one of them. I, I quote to me I said, "You go. You get out of here." But uh, no, it was Uber Facts. I said, "You Uber Facts can go."
2: Like try, this the stop Will trying Ferrell, to like you get stop out. Stop trying
0: to take your brand and inject yourself into fandoms to like get looks at your brand by causing fans to fight. Like, screw you. And Uberfax my, tried to do that. So. My like
2: that. favorite thing. I, By the way, we have an upcoming guest, Stephen Ford, coming on Mando Fan Show soon. Yeah. And uh, he he replied to AT&T once. They were, like, giving him some snark or Comcast, and he just wrote, okay, brand. Oh,
0: okay. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, like that.
2: I just loved it because he was, like, so clearly, like, he's, like, okay, company. Right. Like, you're not a person. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Um...
1: <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Where was I going?
2: Ahsoka? How do you feel I'm about it?
1: Blanking recently. Yeah. Um, it's
2: because Cassian's on the brain. You can't just everything else. I'm
1: sure it had to do with Filoni. It must be. <laughs> well, we were, we were, we were talking about the whole, like, how people have to go up against each other. Oh, I know what it was. It was like, I don't, I don't actually mind that meme. Like, I think it's a fun game, but I, I think it's dangerous. Sure, because I think the wrong person playing that game weaponizes it. You know, yeah. Um, I I do find it fun. Like if if you had to, if you have to pick three of these, if you had to pick three of these four things, which one? You are like, oh, but I love all four of them. So you start. It makes you think about how you enjoy things, and you know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind the meme, but I one hundred percent agree that it can easily be weaponized. And the, the worst one, which might be unavoidable, is when. An
0: actor is like, uh, I auditioned for this role and I didn't get it. And then people are like, oh, "This person is better than Daisy Ridley. She should have been Ray." And like, how do you think that makes Daisy Ridley feel? You know, like that. that I, I hate that stuff. I really do. Yeah,
1: it's it's weird. You said, um, and the worst one, because I thought you were talking about one of these hot dogs names has to go. One uh, of these hot dog names. That's a, that's one of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, and I chose I chose D worst. You said the worst. Never mind.
2: James, I have one for you, I think. Ready? One has to go. Cassian, Ezra, Thrawn, Kanan. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) go go where? Thrawn. I would get rid of Thrawn.
2: Hmm. Wow, that's surprising because you're wearing a Thrawn sweatshirt. (laughs) That's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about uh, Um, Jeff thinking uh, Thrawn's showing up? And yeah, that's and Mando. Crazy. Yeah, interesting.
2: I didn't know he was such a big we, uh, fan. That was big, that was what I learned.
0: He he's a big nerd in the action figures, like me. Like I was a Power of the Force guy. So when he was mm. br- bringing out the green cards and the red cards, I saw his back shelf. I, we had talked to him previously about that. Those were like those were the the beefy Star Wars action yes, figures. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, funny. Uh, yeah,
2: I just loved how he's like it's um, up on the top shelf and I'm not getting it. So too bad, it. but it's yeah. there.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but. Uh, getting back on track guys because i feel like we're a little off the the rosario dawson and dave filoni interviews were great if you want to go check them out um they're both on Wars newsnet.com where we kind of catalog everything um I, and john you said it too earlier like i i love dave filoni interviews because i always feel like um like he is in real life he kind of gives you like a little bit of the information and then that kind of leaves you hanging and this interview had like a huge cliffhanger that really caused people to stir up um, a lot of like uh, speculation on where the Mandalorians going and, and spinoff shows and all sorts of other things as he said, alluded to the whole, like um, Cause when does the end of rebels take place? Yes.
0: That, yes that was a big thing. And, and yeah. Like, so like Filoni, huge it's, it's at the point with Filoni where you're, you're almost like, I want to give my take on this thing, but I want to hear Dave Filoni explain what, what, how, why it was made first before i my take means absolutely nothing
1: yeah exactly yeah (laughs) like you have an option between like red and blue and you have an opinion about it but dave filoni if he if he's like well see blue is the way that it's supposed to be you're like like, oh yeah i mean that (laughs) that was a filler episode and he's like yeah so this episode is actually the most
0: important episode because and you're like oh I yeah. am Andy Bernard as a food critic, apparently. Uh yeah. these Movie muffins critic. are bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Well, Dave Filoni uh, has been doing a lot of work, and uh, one of the people that he's been working with recently is Pedro Pascal. Um, And that's because he has been on the set of The Mandalorian a lot more this season than he did in season one. And uh, he got to talk a little bit about that when he did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, um, saying, you know, uh, how the physicality of the character is super important as we talked up top, you know, about George Lucas, or uh, not George Lucas, (laughs) David Prowse, um, playing Darth Vader. Pedro Pascal is in this costume and he has to bring the character to life. And he feels like he was only able to do it because of, um, you know, his upbringing and schooling and, and the other things that he's been involved with in the past. Um, and he feels very, um, very happy with the way that it, uh, it's coming to be as far as like how the character is coming alive, despite the fact that he has to consistently wear a helmet um john what are, th- what are your thoughts on pedro pascal
0: um i i i like realism in star wars in terms of knowing that uh, he's in there the actor's in there or or that sort of thing and i know that sounds weird with the david prowse comparison obviously but um with yeah. with something like you know the tamera morrison you know oh man that's that's the guy he's that's the guy you know that sort of thing and knowing uh, and the, the the guys did a great job season one the stuntmen they did a fantastic job and I, I wouldn't it wouldn't be one of those things where I'm like oh if you point out Mandalorian walking I know that's Pedro like I can't go that far but he is a very good actor and he knows how to do certain head movements when he's how he talks and uh, you know the other guys can't really do that so but I, I'm just gonna read what I wrote in my article uh, about Pedro Pascal real quick because it's pretty much exactly how I feel so I just said, while he clearly likes to joke and have fun, Pedro Pascal is also very self-aware when it comes to how fortunate he is to do what he does while understanding and never abandoning the big picture of life, the human condition. If you watch video interviews with Pedro Pascal, which I recommend... You will see a very human, very sensitive person who wears his heart on his sleeve. He is the star of one of the biggest shows in the world, yet carries himself with an incredibly genuine and infectious humbleness that makes you want to root for him in everything he does, even if he doesn't need it. Star Wars is fortunate to have someone as talented as Pascal to lead the inaugural disney plus series as grogu continues to humanize Din Djarin and their bond grows stronger the character will undoubtedly have some heavy scenes ahead and they couldn't have asked for a better actor to deliver these performances as good as the mandalorian has been pascal is just scratching the surface and we are along for the ride wherever he goes we go this is the way
1: boom
2: all right John, next story uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and nothing to add to that, Lacey?
2: <laughs> no, I think that was beautifully said. Um, he He's a great actor and he's so wonderful online with fans and he has a great sense of humor and he just seems like such a kind, wonderful person. And I think we learned that from the panel at Celebration in 2019 when he came out and he was like... Yeah, they brought me in and they showed me all this art, and they were like, "I was like, oh man, what do you want me to be?" They're like, y- "We want you to be the Mandalorian," and he was like, "What?" And like him taking pictures and stuff. So it's just clear that he really, really loves this role, and he was the perfect person they could have chosen.
0: Well, Lacey, so. you were you were front row for that, and he. he- <laughs> you
2: always, you've always, you always I, I find say that. Well, out. I
0: say that because there was one moment I forget what was said to him that made him do this. But he almost, he puts his head down on the table and put his arms yes. out. Yes. Almost like yeah. he was embarrassed that he is the guy. And I forget what, either Favreau no, or... No, that somebody.
2: was his, his, oh my gosh, you want me to be the Mandalorian Oh, moment. okay.
0: He put, yeah, he put his head like on the uh, table. Yeah, that was, that, He's that was just cool.
2: so gracious and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. He's great.
1: Yeah. Um, great yeah, article. I love, I... Go read it. Yeah, I love Pedro Pascal. I think he's great. Um, I know him from this. So this is the thing for me that I've I've not seen him in anything else. And I think it, um, it was funny because actually on Friday we were talking about Robert Rodriguez and Spy Kids and all that other stuff. There's a new Spy Kids trailer and I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the heck is the Mandalorian doing in this? Like I hear his <laughs> voice and I was immediately pulled to it. Um, and, you know, reading this article made me think a lot about, you know, how much goes into the voice as well. You know, I, I think we sometimes stick on how much his physical appearance and how much is, you know, who's the person who's moving the body around and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the voice is very important here. Um, and I think that he is, is doing a very good job because, we're watching these episodes like the most recent one at the beginning you know i mean you can hear his excitement his like fatherly um joy uh that comes out when uh he's excited about how much um
2: we got Grogu's, the knee like, slap learning the dad is, knee slap is, <laughs> i loved it
1: <laughs> is is learning how to use the force and uh yeah i mean i think he he's doing a great job um on both fronts, voice and physical. And uh, again, like, I think it just had more to do with his scheduling in the first season uh, and not his um, lack of commitment. Um, we're definitely going to see more of Pedro Pascal. And hopefully soon here, uh, we we forgot to speculate that on the Mando Fan Show, uh, when he's going to take off his helmet and be a little bit more relaxed with that.
0: I have a theory that... <laughs> Let's go for it. It's not We're not in a bucket situation here, but I think it's going to be something where... Uh, he's forced to take it off by Moff Gideon. Ooh. Or they, uh, yeah. Or they restrain to him break... and take it off him, or something. You know? Or
2: Baby Yoda's hurt, and he th- he throws it off to to provide care. Like that's yeah, always the dramatic I'll... thing. Like especially in superhero movies, it's like, oh, I'm Spider Man. Let me take off my mask when the person's hurt. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Like, if there's a willingness to it, then he can move forward past that. John, as, as dramatic as yours is, where, like, he's like, he's trying, like, Moff Gideon's trying to break him down mentally. He says, I, I'm going to make you, I'm going to force you to break your credence. Or, or so take your helmet off and show me who you really are, or I'm going to kill the child. And he has to do it. That reimburses... Or like reinstates how much he's going to want to leave the helmet on after these events are over.
0: I, I like he's yeah. never
1: going to want to take it off after that. So
0: and like in,
1: I think Lacey's is more long term.
0: I agree. Uh, I I agree, and that would make sense if that happened. I'm thinking in the realm of like Star Wars in terms of what it means to to take the mask off, and like with Vader, it was Vader saying goodbye to what he held on to, which was Vader. Uh, and the, But then you also have the other flip side of that where you have the dominance over somebody by making them remove it. And that's Snoke telling Kylo Ren, take that ridiculous mask off. So, the only
2: thing that's yeah. kind of pushing me against that, um, while I think it's a, a good theory, is that the Bo-Katan stuff where she's like, you could take your helmet off.
0: Yeah. no, Like that's I, already I kind of in
2: his head. Whereas yeah. if that didn't happen... I would totally be like, yeah, he'll be forced to take it off. Yeah. Um, But the fact that that's already, and we, the next episode after she does that, he like lifts it up so that the baby sees like the bottom half of his face.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing, John, just not, not step on your own example, but yeah, you're right. Snoke did force Kylo Ren to take that stupid thing off his head. And then what did he do? He rebelled, killed Snoke and put that thing right back on his head. Yeah. Like he said, no, th- yeah, you're going to make me take this thing off. That's not me. I am this other entity. Yeah, I'm Kylo Ren. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, Okay, uh, guys. There were a couple other things uh, that we wanted to kind of mention, briefly mention, maybe even talk about a little bit. But uh, we just wanted to say that The Mandalorian is officially the third highest streamed show behind Queens Gambit and The Office, which is is crazy in this time being because you guys know how many people are watching The Office, how many people are watching. It's like Queen's they read Gambit. my
2: streaming log. They're like, Lacy has <laughs> The Mandalorian as the number three because all I ever watch is The Office and queen's gambit and mandalorian i read this article and i was like so they're just hacking my number, system? number
0: four was hallmark movies actually so there you go
1: or yeah.
2: virgin river is the new one that i've been watching actually
1: yeah actually actually apparently uh adam sandler movies have been watched uh two two billion hours of adam sandler movies on netflix
2: people need, need to pick me up this year i i yeah. forgive it i forgive anything according, people watch this according here.
1: to netflix also yeah too. um all right guys live action ahsoka uh apparently has led to an increase in the clone wars and the rebels stream um i mean how, how does anybody know but you know there is a company company that kind of keeps track of a lot of this stuff and they were they said notably um you can see that people are watching the clone wars and rebels uh I, I heard a number. This is bad reporting, but like four four times more popular than it was like a while ago. Um, some something along those lines. But like definitely a huge increase in how many people are watching the Clone Wars yeah. and the Rebels specifically because of the uh the recent uh, live action version of Ahsoka and the interest in the backstory of the characters. Also,
0: I'll just say I'd... this.
2: Oh, go ahead, uh, J- John. Go
0: oh, ahead. I was just gonna say. I think I think people who are listening or watching to this episode should. Uh, stay till the end of this episode
1: yes yeah we're gonna we're gonna kind of reveal something uh,
2: okay um wait hold on one more thing what i was season. gonna say is actually i had three random people not like random obviously they know me but random in the sense of star wars fans like casual people uh text me about where they should start with rebels and clone wars this past week oh, Three great. different people so um first of all i should have sent them to james Uh, instead of me just be like yo text this number to let you know Uh, no but uh, it just kind of backs up what you were just saying James is like people are getting into that stuff
1: yeah and I I love it when people like people are getting into the Mandalorian in general and they'll always come and they'll be like Hey, I've been watching The Mandalorian. I- explain this for me. And I'm always like, excuse me? What? You want to talk about Star Wars? You're like, excuse like, me? don't talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I was I- like, we are about to get down. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: about to have a conversation. Clone Wars, I know it has weird stuff, but when it comes to Rebels, you start on season one, episode one, and you start watching.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that one's pretty, would, that one's super straightforward. Yeah. It's a connection. Clone Wars is yeah. weird because... There's there, Clone Wars is like the Machete Order, like you know. It's first. You can have like well, these ones aren't yeah. important. Just watch these. Watch these in these orders. It, yeah, chronological. Um, well, guys, one last thing we wanted to say. Um, rest in peace, <laughs> right? To uh, farewell, farewell, jeans guy. Oh, uh, as the mistake in the Mandalorian sure. has been removed. Um, I know. I know. We're already probably pass this as a culture but it's hey it's our monday show we're reporting it it's done um yeah they took him out so (laughs) not not much not much more to say we actually digitally removed john uh, (laughs) john guy's up yeah um but yeah that's it uh kind of interesting we did a poll on that particular thing do we leave him in or do we keep him or do we leave him in or do we take him out and even though most people said leave him in on our poll uh they did in fact
2: disney was like i saw trb's poll i say no to this
1: yeah (laughs) also reddit ama request jeans guy like i want if we can track him down i would love to have him on the show right and shout that out to that guy's never um, gonna admit
2: who it is. Sh- no, <laughs> no. Shout yeah, out no. to
0: uh, artist Brian Ward who made the action figure card of Jean's. Guy. And it went
2: everywhere, and I felt so bad because every time I saw it, I was like, "This isn't yours." Yeah, Just right. stop reposting people's art. You get, you it get. is the worst thing you could do. You Just gotta, retweet them, or if you
0: post it, tag them or something. Yeah. Tag
2: them. Yeah. I can't. Th- that okay? Forget what I said earlier. That is the thing that annoys me most is when people steal other people's art and then post it as their own or just post it without any credit or post it with credit without tagging that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just retweet the artist or share directly from the artist. There's no reason you need to get the likes for that. Mm -hmm. You didn't do it.
1: Mm -hmm. End. Um, Well, I can think of a couple people that deserve tons and tons and tons of likes. uh, And those are (laughs) our patrons. Lacey, you want to take us into our next section?
2: Yeah, so guys, it is time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of different ways you can uh, support us. You can follow us here on YouTube, Spotify, which is my personal favorite, Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can like this video, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, or if you want more than that, you can head over to Patreon.com Resistance Broadcast starting at $2 a month. You support the show and everything that we're doing here, including creating new equipment or c- creating new content, getting new equipment. There you go. Ugh. And planning new stuff for the end of the year already. Next year, we've got a lot of really awesome plans that you guys are helping us uh, create and do um so we want to give a thank you to our top tier which is our generals so thank you carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john Reese, micah harrison jetta rosewater michael gaines bethany russ harbison and kendall galnar <laughs> paul olson and val trichkoff thank you guys so much For being generals. We really appreciate your support. This is the segment that we let them be a part of the show by asking them a question. They give us their answer and then we respond to it. So this week we have General Michael Gaines, who has the coolest poster display in his office. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, And we asked him, if you voted on Star Wars awards out of the entire franchise, who would you give the following awards to? Best screenwriter, best director and best actor. Michael, take it away.
0: All right, my choice for best screenplay would be for The Empire Strikes Back. Lawrence Kasdan and Lee Brackett, definitely hands down. Um, let's see, best director, I guess I'm showing my bias here, but I would have to go with Irvin Kershner. Um, I mean, you can, it was a different time. I would say, *Innocence* J.J. Abrams as a second, but definitely uh, if I had to give best director, it would be for uh, Lawrence Kasdan. And best actor, Harrison Ford. There's just, In my opinion, no other comparison. So those are my picks for the Star Wars Awards, which didn't happen. (laughs) All right. Thanks for asking. Bye.
2: All right, Michael. Thank you so much for your answers. I'm going (laughs) to let John start because I feel like this is kind of John's answer. (laughs) Go ahead, John.
0: To quote James Carville, the political commentator, in his cameo in the movie Old School, I have no response that was perfect.
2: <laughs> James
1: Um yeah, no I th- I th- I think it's interesting, man. It's like one of those things where I think generally we tend to think that uh, The Empire Strikes Back is probably the best, but we have all these other reasons. But at the end of the day when it really comes down to it, um you put it up against, you know, it's like, oh, the the best screenwriter and you're like, well, I do got to give that to the Empire Strikes Back, you know, best director, best actor. He goes to the whole thing. Um, And it and it it proves true. And there is a reason that people tend to gravitate towards that one and just in general say like, hey, I I have my own personal favorite. But we all got to admit, like the best film, like the best movie that was made out of Star Wars really for everybody it probably is the Empire Strikes Back. It just it just does everything correctly. Um, so uh, kind of kind of an interesting question where he had all the choices and uh, Michael really laid it down. So good job, Michael. Um, and 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 being true to uh, the truth. <laughs>
2: Michael, thank you so much for your answer. Uh, I love that you picked Harrison Ford. I just love that answer. It's such a good answer. Um, yeah. And then you're welcome for the question. John came up with it specifically for you, so you're
0: I welcome. you yeah you answered it exactly how I hope you did, and um, thanks <laughs> thanks for uh, and of course like you know it, it doesn't need to be said but thanks for all your support too man and and yeah. uh, just uh, being a great Star Wars fan and a wealth of knowledge as well and uh, it's always good hanging out with you in the chats and everything.
2: All right, so doing things a little bit different this week. We have coming up next Resistance Transmissions because we have a special interview coming this Thursday, which we're going to reveal at the end of the show. So you have to stick around. (gasps) Stick around. But now...
0: Is it Harrison Ford?
2: We're going to go to Lacey for Resistance Transmissions. Thanks, Lacey. Lacey. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. (laughs) All right, guys. You know how this works. Every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers. I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you said, so we'll see how this goes. Um, Now everyone's listening like, well, maybe I should just skip ahead and and come back. Don't. Uh
1: Don't no people listen to the resistance here. all
2: right <laughs> so the scenario is grogu which by the way i really love that name i love it too. I, I, I'm, I, very, I'm, I love I'm very i'm very used to it yeah, yeah. i love it because i know some people were like no no I, I loved it as soon as i heard it i was like it's perfect all right grogu is in line at the dmv to have his name put on his license <laughs> okay because he's 50 he can drive uh what other Star Wars characters does he see at the DMV, and why are they there? All right. First up is Adam Odell at Odell Adam. Hey, Adam. He said, Captain Carson Teva and Trapper Wolf are there, bored out of their minds doing ship inspections for out-of-sector ship registrations. <laughs>
0: that's perfect. That's exactly what they would yeah, be doing. Yeah, that's, that's... Yeah.
2: All right. Next up is Alex Zukis at Zubaka, who said, Casca Reeves is being asked to leave her to leave as her picture for her ID was taken seven hours ago and she is still staring at the camera.
0: Give me my Emmy.
2: John. Ridiculous. <laughs> Next is uh, Kendallorian at Galactic Curator. Hey, Kendall. He said five porgs stacked on top of each other under a trench coat trying to get a speeder bike license. I like that. It's very like Have you guys chipmunks. ever seen that...
1: Have you ever seen that uh, Clip of the guy How they always do like um, what What is it Man like kids Stacked up under a trench coat Like that's a, Yeah they that's did it with thing. the
2: Snickers commercial Where it's that weird lady but, and she's like Oh Snickers do But then this guy
1: did an impression yeah. Of a coat Dressed up in a man suit And it's <laughs> so funny He's like doing this thing Like it's so good you gotta see it Google that, anybody who's listening, man, man dressed in trench coat. Jeez, next trench up coat is, dressed in man. Yeah.
2: Next up is Hollow Chronicles podcast at Hollow Chronicles. Hey guys, uh, they said Grogu. Hey, can you put twenty four for my height, please? And no, I am not an organ donor.
0: Oh, <laughs> you very, mean blood donor? <laughs> very topical. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, next is Fluke Skywalker at One Fluke Skywalker. What's up, Luke? He said max she is there taking the eye oh, oh maz. maz
0: yeah means-
2: maz she is there taking the eye exam before she gets hers renewed she might need that although oh, she has yeah. all those like
1: yeah
2: that was so cool about that character can she had you can l- you
1: see that one, on one or two one or two one or two all
2: right next is joey sack at joey sack who said din dejarin is there to get his license renewed the dmv informs him that he needs a new license picture and he's not allowed to wear his helmet this time This is not the way.
0: I didn't know Muff Gideon worked at the DMV, but apparently he works. (laughs) Yeah. uh.
2: (laughs) Next is Brian Pothier at B. Pothier. Brian, what's up? He said Darth Maul is there to get his vanity plates that read L3GL355.
0: Which reads as...
2: Oh, Legless.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, okay. Legless.
2: <laughs> oh, missed that one. All right, that's good. Next is Russ at Clockwise Turnip. Ooh, that's a good handle. Is that a I new like
1: handle that. for Russ?
2: I don't know. I just like the handle. No, is yeah, this Russ? Russ?
0: I think it's Russ. Oh, hey, Russ. It's Russ Harbison.
2: Why? Why turnips? That's a good question. All right. He said, Kylo Ren has been there for hours because he never filled the proper pa- paperwork to change his name, and they don't accept him saying, Ben Solo is dead as proof. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And one. last but not least is Georgina Taylor at GM Taylor said, And there's a Both and Karen looking to fight with the manager. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for being a part of the show if you want to be on the show next time make sure to follow us on twitter at rbatswnn john puts up the scenario you give your answers hashtag resistance transmissions and that's it back to you john
0: okay thank you to everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance as Lacey said subscribe because we have a lot of content coming your way And um, while we may take a little break at the end of this month for the first time in three years, uh, we're going to be shot out of a cannon once again in January. So make sure you are subscribed anywhere you prefer to catch TRB, the Mando Fan Show, all the stuff we got going on. All of our other videos, too, like Patreon, all down the line. Uh, But also go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, Again, the Mando Fan Show, uh, Friday. We're going to be talking Chapter 15 with uh, Ashi Bashar from the metal band Beartooth. And uh, he's going to join us to uh, break all that down. Um, but this Thursday, you're not getting one with the force. You're not <laughs> getting will of the force. People are always asking about where this person is. Found him. <laughs> so on the count of three, we're all going to say who we're oh, interviewing. On. On. The character
2: on, uh, or the person?
0: The the person. Okay. Uh, On the count of three, we're all going to say who the person that we're interviewing is on Thursday, and I think people are going to be really excited about it. So here we go. On three. So one, two, three. Taylor Taylor Gray. Gray. (laughs) Ezra himself. We found him. Forget your hashtag. We found him. He's going to be in the Resistance base on Thursday. Uh, We're so excited to have Taylor Gray on. Uh, So pumped about that. I mean, I'm, I'm... fired up i am fired up i i've already done some rewatches of some key episodes and stuff like that so you guys pumped uh about uh, obviously you're pumped but just say something
2: he's the best <laughs> and i'm and i know you guys already know that but he is he really is yeah
1: yeah, um, so so excited for for this. Uh, obviously, I know everybody here knows that I'm a big Rebels fan, so being able to talk with him and kind of ask him a lot of the questions and things that I personally have been wondering and, and curious about, um, I- including other things too about, you know, hey, Mandalorian's going on, what's going on, you know, a little bit. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm excited
0: I yeah I'm absolutely excited for it and we got more more stuff coming after that too which I'm excited about also um, but uh, alright well now let's uh, shamelessly plug ourselves uh, Lacey where can people uh, uh, hang out with you on the social medias
2: <laughs> I was like I don't know where this I uh, is didn't know going. what to say <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Uh
0: James
1: um yeah, now that the loath Cat's out of the bag, you can find me being Ooh. excited about Taylor Gray yeah. coming up. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Meyer Trunks.
0: Nice. You can find me on Twitter, at Johnny Hoey, and Star Wars News Net. And if you uh, want to hear me talk about other movies, like 80s movies and 90s movies, I have a little side fun podcast with uh, one of my best friends, Mike, uh, which is called Just Like the Movies. So go to anchor.fm slash just like the movies. And listen to me talk about like GoldenEye and Batman and stuff like that. If you- An alien ant farm. An alien ant farm. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. the name was based off. Of. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so we don't need to say it. We're going to be back with you Thursday morning. Uh, we are so excited for that episode. And don't forget the Mando fan show on Friday night. Uh, but until next time, from the three of us here at TRB, we will see you around, kids.